we integrate to Amazon, we pull the data, we bring it into our database, and we sum it and aggregate it the proper way. So when you when you want to run a proper profit or loss, you can see month over month exactly how much money you're making. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. This is the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. I hope you're doing really well and thank you very much for joining us. Now, if this is your first time joining us, I know you're in for a treat because today I'm on the line with the wonderful Nachman Lysa. Welcome to the show, Nachman. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely a pleasure to have you here. Now, you and I were speaking just prior to the call, and you are the founder of a company called Connect Books, and we're going to be talking about your journey behind starting that, this particular business that helps Amazon sellers automate accounting, track their inventory, and understand profits in real time. So this is going to be very revealing. We've not had somebody to talk uh, about this type of thing on the show in the past, but before we do that, Nachman, I was wondering where, you, uh, where you're calling in from today. I'm calling you from New York. New York, New York. Wow, whereabouts in New York are you? Uh, we're like 30 minutes north of the city, next to uh, Palisades Mall, that area. In All right. Rockin' County. Yeah, excellent. What do you like about the place? I love the place. You know, it's uh, in this area kind of like built up a little bit. You know, I mean, I've been living here already 11 years, and Rockin' County has been developing a lot. Yep. Um, like we got better shops because I originally grew up in the city yep. and then I moved out here. So it was kind of like a change. I still love the city life. I still like the city. Maybe one day I'll still go back. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Absolutely. I, I also, I also like my quiet and peace. I like to have like my space. <laughs> like I, I don't like coming home at night and circling for like 20 minutes to find the spot. I like to like, <laughs> drive where you're just parking your car and you could come out at night and just kind of sit back and relax and look at the beautiful trees. It's actually starting to be fall now, so we're having a lot yes. of like you know the, and you know what's very interesting? We have a lot of deers, and the oh, yeah. deers actually they change colors. You know that the deers oh, they, wow. they, they they turn gray in the winter, to, and I actually googled it. They need to like, keep themselves warm, yeah, so yeah. They, they they change colors. And my son was the one who noticed that. My small son, he's like, "Hey, dad, don't you see that deers are changing colors?" I'm like, "Yeah." Very observant, so isn't he? Yeah, so it's very different than living in the city, but I think we're kind of getting the benefits that the area has built up a lot. And yep. we have a lot of shops here and we have a lot. So we, I think we kind of like do like a mix and mix. We have like some of the city and then we have our peace and quiet. There's, there's certainly something to be said about the city life, but there's also just as much to be said about the country life. You know, there's that fresh air, the ability to go walking amongst yeah. the wildlife and all those types of things. So what else do you like doing with yourself? Do you have any other any other pastimes? Wait, do you, what do you say? Do you have any other things you like to do, like hobbies or pastimes? Um, I enjoy a lot my work. That's really one of the things <laughs> I enjoy a lot. It's uh, it's kind of I mean the software they've been they've been we talked about. I mean I've been working around this around the clock for like the last four years, but it's it's a major accomplishment. It's something that you know I, I enjoy doing. And as they say that if you if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. Um, yes. And I really. I really enjoy my work. I love to do accounting. Um, like if anybody would call me and say, Hey, you know, these books are corrupted. Can you help me fix it? I won't even charge them. I'm just like, yeah, yeah you just, just do it. Look, 
yeah, like I'll help you. Like, why not? You know? Yeah, why I not? Mean, well, business business hours. I have to send them an invoice, otherwise yeah. I'll just do it. <laughs> That's the thing about the My Future Business Show. We're helpful people helping people, and um, you know, there'll be a lot of people on the show today listening into this. Usually, startups and those who are just starting the journey that you've already walked. So there's going to be a lot that you can share that they will need to be aware of. And one of those things was how you were rejected by more than 50 companies. Tell us a little bit about this part of the story. It's fascinating. Yeah, so this was like back 11 years ago in 2011. Um, in the area I'm living in Rockland County, it was very underdeveloped at that point. And I mean, underdeveloped according to what it's today. Yeah. And um, I mean, back in days, we could have driven down these roads here at 60 miles an hour. Today, you can barely move at 25. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like this, the place really got populated very, very much. And plus business has been booming. You know, like we have, we have had a good economy. Even today when they're saying now that we're kind of in a recession, but they're still saying that for every two vacancy jobs, there's only one person to fill up. Oh, so, wow. you know, I mean, the market is still going strong. So today it's very hard to understand what we went through 11 years ago for the, you know, for the new generation. But 11 years ago, there weren't that many jobs out there. Uh, when you came out of school and you kind of started hunting and you started looking around, um, it was really hard to find something. And as I was starting my journey and looking for a job, I had sent out my resume to like over 50 places. Um, wherever I was able, took the local paper, I tried finding local jobs. Yep. Um, you know, whatever, wherever I was able to put in my resume, I even called like my old neighbors, like we still in the city. I'm like, I know you guys have big companies. Are you looking to hire somebody? And they're like, yeah, we don't know. You're going to want to travel. I'm like, listen, I need something. Yep, but yep. it was very hard. And ultimately, I, I got rejected all over. And the only option was for me at that point was to be a cab driver. So actually, my first job, I was a cab driver for like a half a year. Um, they were looking for more drivers. It was a, They gave you the car and they paid you all the expenses. And then you got like a commission for yep. every call you did. Yep. Um, and it's not like Uber, Uber is where you drive your own car here. They gave the car and everything. So I kind of started doing that in the beginning, you know, just to kind of put some bread on the table. And I had, I, the truth was, I was, it was like for three weeks that I didn't have a job mm -hmm. and I had one week, I had one week left and I knew the first is being next week. And I was like, I don't have money to pay the rent. And I didn't have from, I didn't have from where to borrow. Like wow. enough from where to get it. So at that point is when I got in. I got him behind the wheel, and I, you know, I, I started being a cab driver, and that's how yeah, I wow. started off. So tell us a little bit about um, what what uh, being rejected so many times did for your character building. Do you think it was important to experience that? Uh, yeah, because I kind of look back at it's a very interesting story. So when I was a cab driver, I was actually looking to do something more meaningful. And I really wanted to do something else besides just being a cab driver. So one of the things came into my idea, one of the things I was thinking then was going to school and mm. kind of, you know, doing college. And I was thinking of that point of doing accounting. So that's where, you know, I kind of started thinking about the accounting career and I started to work on my bachelor's. Interesting stories. Yeah. Asked me what the rejection did. So, I went to a company called B&H Photo to apply for a programming position. Yep. And at that point, um, they were taking people without experience. So what they were doing is they were saying, um, take this book, Java for Dummies, and learn how to do it, and come back like in three weeks, and we're going to see how fast you pick up. And if we feel you're a fit, ah, you know, yeah. we'll bring you into the company, and we'll train you for like three, four months, and then you become a full-fledged programmer, and you go into the programming team. 
so I went down for the interview and I took off time from the cab driving to study for this programming because I had to read the book. And I yep. remember even build out like a whole calculator in program in code. And when I came back, I showed it to them and they weren't too impressed. They asked me one question, which I couldn't answer, uh, which today I do know what it means. <laughs> and, um, and they, yeah, and they, they didn't give me the job. Now, my friend who was, I'm also very tech savvy, meaning I was always as a kid, I always loved gadgets. I always had the yep, latest yep. iPhones, iPads, like all that computers. So I was very tech savvy. And for me, it was like a little insulting because I was really excited to do programming because I was very into technology. And my friend who was like really not tech savvy, and he still isn't today as tech savvy as I am, mm. he somehow landed the programming job. We were, we were both oh, the same, wow. you know, and I, and and let's fast forward 11 years. He actually, so he like right away started off like in a prestigious way. He started off right away as a programmer and mm -hmm. you know, he's a, now he's like the manager of the programmers, but he is still, you know, sitting in that company. Um, our, our CTO today in ConnectBooks it used to be the head of security in BNH. So I think I kind of moved completely different yes. from the today a team of 15 plus employees and you know, our CTO used to be the head of security in BNH. We kind of pulled out their top people to work yeah, for wow. us. So, yeah, you know, that's it's the, funny. Isn't that funny how is, you, the transitions and, you know, your, your tangents, your, you meet at a point in time, then all of a sudden, you know, you're top of the tree. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, but that's what rejection does. Rejection, like, puts you in a certain position. And the thing is, you have to always just keep on fighting. I would say my biggest strength to say that, you know, the thing that I did the most in the, in the last, you know, 10 years that really brought me to where I was today is that I never gave up. And even in school, even in the small things before getting into the big world of business and that part, even while I was in, I went, so, so as I was a cab driver, I started to go to school and I started to work on my bachelor's. And then I had, you know, even in the master's, I, I didn't have it easy. Um, I was working full time plus going to school at the same time. Um, and then there were certain tests that I had to retake and whatever it was, you know, it, it wasn't, it, I just didn't have the time to study and yep. I didn't, you know, as, and plus doing, you know, full school and doing a full master's degree program, which is very, very difficult. Wow. So, I but imagine. I knew one, yeah, I knew one thing. I'm not giving it up. Once I started, I'm going to finish whether should it take two years or should it take four years? It took me at the end, I would say from my master's to from beginning of my bachelor's to my master's approximately four years. But yeah. I graduated at the, at the end of the day, I graduated with that degree. Look, congratulations on that. That's a, a credit to you. Now, I wonder along all of this, I often find that when I struggle, I need to turn to somebody or at least need to talk to somebody. Um, did you have anybody like that in, in your sphere, you know, to talk to some sort of a mentorship role? Was there anybody in your life? At that uh, time? So I, I kept a, I have a very close relationship with my mother. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. And I keep up with her all the time. And usually be, before any big decision, I always discuss with her. Um, she has been very much uh, pushing me and, you know, like kind of keeping me going through <laughs> it. Yep. And, you know, the thing I can always say about my mother is that sometimes you talk to other people, you don't always know if, you ha if, they, ha if they have your best interest. Sometimes you're questioning yourself. Like, let's say even you talk to a lawyer, right? Yeah. Uh, you can talk to a lawyer. And he can tell you do X, Y, and Z. But on the other hand, you can kind of think, you know, maybe is he really telling me to go that route because he'll make more money and he'll, yeah, yeah. you know, be able Makes to you wonder. But Yeah, but with your mother, you don't have that. So, no. you know, that <laughs> well, was... You yeah, she, she, <laughs> she hasn't taken a dollar from me. So, 
Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, uh, again, another thing that comes through just from talking to you is your mindset is so strong. You've talked about committing. You know, it's kind of like the burning the boats thing, isn't it, that people talk about. If you're going to make a decision, burn the boat so you can't turn back. Once you've made a decision, you just keep going. Is, is that the way you live your life in general now? Um, yeah, so once I, once I started, the problem was that I always, I would say, I always kept on investing. And I've seen other people like start other businesses like, um, or not, or, but I would say like in a partnership, if I were any partnership I ever want to go into, I'd always make sure that the other party has skin in the game. Because yep. if they have no skin in the game, then when it's time to check out, they'll, they'll just check out. And Nothing every new business... Every new business you're going to have that checkout time, you're going to yeah. struggle. No, I don't think I found a single person that just opened a business and said, you know, from day one, I was a rocket ship. You, you start off, you sometimes you kick it off very good in the beginning, and then you kind of struggle later on, or sometimes you struggle in the beginning to kick it off, and then you get the hang of it, and you move on to it. But yeah. as each way, as its business forms, you have those ups and downs, and you have your times when you struggle. And if you don't have skin in the game, you know, so, so what happened in my past when I started for my bachelor's, so I had a kind of interesting story. So, and when I was working for the car service company, mm -hmm. I was a cab driver. Then yeah. I got promoted to be the dispatcher. And then as the, I was dispatcher, the manager of the company left and I got promoted to be the manager. So at that point, like I was still working on my bachelor's and then yep. I finished my bachelor's and I started to work on my master's and I was still the manager of the car service company. Carson's company is a very tough business because we had to work from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m., you know, meaning the car, the company was open and I had to be on call. Plus, I also had to be on call Sunday. So it was really hard to keep up with school. The bachelor's was kind of more of an easier degree. Yeah. Um, the master's is where I did a master's in accounting. That was tough. So at that point, I came to a pivot. I was like, either I kind of um, continue this job that I have now, because at this point, I have a good job, because mm -hmm. you know, no more, I'm, I was a manager, not a driver, or kind of I you know, kick off this job and um, I move into, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for my accounting degree. So at that point, I called my uncle. My uncle is a big business guy and I asked him, um, what should I do? I'm like, I'm kind of in a dilemma. So he was like, you know, either I stick with this or I stick with this. Both of these is like One the driving other. me yep. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, he tells me, Nachman, what do you want to be when you're 30 years old? Do you want to be the car service manager or do you want to be the that count. I said, I'd rather be the accountant. He said, can you like afford to go to school and work something? I said, yeah, I can probably switch around and find some part-time job and, you know, work around. Yep. So I, so I, he said, then just go for it. So at that point, I made a decision that I'm giving up the, the job and I'm pursuing the accounting. Then what happened was my boss owned another company besides a cab business. He had a, he had a wholesale kitchen business where they manufactured kitchen cabinets. Oh yeah. Yep. And and when I told him that I'm leaving the car service company, he was kind of shocked, but I told him, listen, I want to focus on my career. So he said, okay. And then like two days later, he calls me back and he says, by the way, you know, you want to learn accounting. We're looking for someone to do the bookkeeping here in the company. Uh -huh. It's really the same thing that you want to do. So why don't you just come in here? So I ended up switching over to that job. And that was like kind of my initial investment in my career where like I made a career change. I made a job change and I started to do accounting. And yep. I, you know, I picked a lot up on the job and it took me a good couple of years to like, you know, finish the masters and got that all done. Mm -hmm. And at that point where, where I was already very experienced in accounting 
and that's when I, you know, kind of started, you know, looking to do something on my own. So yep. after that, I decided to, I, I got rejected again at that point because <laughs> I tried to get a job by CPA firm. So when I went to school, I did for accounting and I, you know, was, I didn't do taxes. We did just finance financials, but I, I wanted to start working for a CPA and learn how to do taxes and eventually open my own tax practice. And most CPAs that I went to were like, so you're going to come here and sit here for two or three years and then just open your own firm. And me, like all honesty, like, I just don't know how to lie. So I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I mean, I'm not going to sit here forever, you know, like Who does? Um, I'm <laughs> right. So they were like, okay, so then just get out of here. So that's how like a few of the interviews went and some of them didn't even respond. And, mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like stuck again. So then I came up with this idea that I was going to open a bookkeeping company that was going to focus on doing bookkeeping for small to medium sized businesses. And yep. the idea of the bookkeeping wasn't just I'm going to do plain bookkeeping, it was also do like CFO services because a lot of times you have bookkeeping companies, they do bookkeeping for small to companies, but then it comes at the end of the month, the business owner, like they don't know how to read a balance sheet. They don't know uh, how to P and L. Yeah. I mean, I even see, I see it even today. Customers ask me like, send me the P and L. I'm like, you know, your P and L looks very nice. You showed up a hundred thousand dollars income last month, but maybe you want to go over the balance sheet because your assets are way out of control like inventory yes. is going like crazy and you're not even thinking yep. about that but yep. business owners sometimes they don't seem to understand that part so what happened was at that point we i i decided i'll open such a company where we do the bookkeeping plus we do like that cfo services on you know along with the bookkeeping package so we started to work on that and then at some point i started to work with amazon sales like three quarters of a year into that company i started to work with a few amazon sellers and we had like an interesting story. We had basically a private label company. So on Amazon, we have two types of sellers. We have private label and wholesalers. Yep. Resellers are like those who like buy branded products, like Dewall yeah, drills yep, yep. or anything like that. And then the private labels, people bring in their own brand. So these, there's a private label seller. There were two partners. And Mr. A was only a part. They had like 10 products they were selling. From the 10 products, Mr. A was only a partner in three. So Mr. B wanted to buy off Mr. A. But he said, we need to know what the profitability of the business is, but uh, we need yep. to know profitability on a product level because he's only a partner in three products. So we have to split this all up. So that was a big job to do. And these people, of course, had no books, no records, no nothing. I was like working off a bunch of emails and bank statements. So not much. More. I was, yeah. So I, I was tasked with that job. It took me like a good four to five months to put the whole picture together. And we kind of send them the report. And at that point I was thinking to myself, you know, because I was looking to expand my bookkeeping company and I wanted to grow the business. I was thinking if I can I kind of niche into the Amazon space where it yes. doesn't look like these two like good stuff in the accounting field, I can kind of expand and elaborate and, and you know, you know, we can kind of grow the business there. So at that point, um, what I did was I had a friend of mine who was a programmer and I was like, Hey, can you like kind of do a program that automates all this work that I've done. So I've had all the work that my program does. I've had it all built on a spreadsheet using formulas yep. and all that. And yep. I'd like kind of explained to him how I do it and if he can kind of automate it. And he was like, yeah, sure, we can do this. So that's where the whole idea of ConnectBooks was born. Yeah, and wow. that's where we kind of started to build out. And then eventually, so the original thing of what I would say also very good to anyone who's thinking about software. The idea of why, what makes the software successful is I originally built it for myself, meaning I myself found a void. It's not like I thought of, let me write a new software. I actually no, no. had this problem that I never had to do accounting. I didn't have the correct software. So that's when I built my own software. And then as we started talking to other Amazon sellers, they were like, you know, 
we have in-house bookkeepers, you know, so smaller sellers said, you know, listen, we'll give you the bookkeeping and, you know, use the software. Bigger sellers like we have in-house bookkeepers, but we want to, you know, we would use your software. So we're kind of switching into two separate companies yep. and we run them today completely separate. So we have the software on its own and then we have the bookkeeping company on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the software, we service today over a thousand uh, Amazon sellers who are, wow. who are using our software every single day. And you'd, you'd have that snowball effect, wouldn't you? You'd be coming uh, well known in that space. So there's uh, the sky's the limit. What a what a market to tap into. Yeah, Amazon is a huge market today and Amazon is here to stay. Meaning since COVID, you know, e-commerce went crazy. And yeah, absolutely. It, it might have shifted a little bit, you know, because I mean, we saw like interesting, like you saw those, um, you ever saw like Vroom, Carvana? I mean, those people on extreme, they tried to make e-commerce with cars but yeah. people still like people still like to go down to the dealership and kind of take that car for a test drive and kind of absolutely like it. Yep. <laughs> you're not just gonna lay your phone in bed at night and order like a new car <laughs> no so the investment's too big i love i love how you yeah. shared your story with us because there is always a journey behind this you've you've taken some risks you've taken you've backed yourself to be a winner in this space you've seen a problem this is a big thing um, you've only built this because there was a, a real problem to solve. Now, in terms of, I guess, some of the uh, the feature sets in so, inside of ConnectBooks, tell us a little bit about what people are going to find inside the actual software. What is it? So the, the goal of the actual software is to help you get clarity in business. So we, when you set up, when you want to know exactly what's going on in your business and you want to kind of have a set of books to know exactly how much money you're making. So that's just like a common example. We're heading yep. into Q4. We're heading now to yep. Q4. Um, in November, let's say you purchase $600,000 worth of inventory. However, the, the amount of inventory you sold a month was only 300,000. So technically you purchased 300,000 more inventory than you actually sold in that month. But the reason why you do that is you're preparing for the, for the, for the holiday season in December. Yep. Now you don't, you, you don't want to show a $300,000 loss in November because you purchased more inventory. So you need to kind of keep track of the, the, the inventory you purchase that, you know, this is really inventory that you're purchasing for this month mm -hmm. and how much your sales are, because otherwise if, if you're not going to keep track, like, okay, this amount, this month I sold 300,000 worth of inventory, but I also purchased additional 600. Like if you're not going to have those numbers clear path, you're going to have no clue how, how well your business is doing because I know where you, you are. Yeah. You'll see like you lost 300,000 and yep. you know, it, what, what e-commerce is very different, you know, like all the softwares really originally were built. Like let's say you have a storefront, a brick and mortar. So, you know, there's, you go, whatever you do, there's going to be somebody who's going to ring up a sale. Like if you go into loans, you know, there's a, you get a cashier, you have the register, you kind of like, you know, swipe through what you have. The problem yep. with Amazon is that people just go, they send everything into Amazon. They can send them pallets and pallets and truckloads of stuff. And Amazon just takes care of everything for you. So by the time the day is over, you didn't, there's no like cash register to like pull out all the transactions. You have to actually pull it from Amazon. And there's so many things happening there. There's so much data going on there that you kind of like don't even know where to begin and where to yep. start and how to kind of pull that all together. So that's where we come into play. We kind of want to give you clarity in your book. So the main, the way we do it is we integrate to Amazon, we pull the data, we bring it into our database and we kind of sum it and aggregate it the proper way, whatever information is needed. And then 
we send all that data to QuickBooks. So when you have your books up and running and it's normally set up and you want to run a proper profit and loss, you could kind of see exactly month over month exactly how much money you're making. So you're kind of in the loop to know if your business did make money this month, if your business didn't make money. Yep. Yeah. And and many times you can have where like I have a customer that made last year one point four million in net income. So they did like twenty million dollars in sales on Amazon. Their profit margin after everything was one point four million. Mm -hmm. But the problem is there's no money in the bank. You know why there's no money in the bank? Because in the beginning of the year their inventory was at four million. And now at the end of the year, their inventory is at six million. So if you made a million, $1.4 million worth of, if you made $1.4 million in, in, in net income, but you increased your inventory with an additional 2 million, technically you're at a loss of $600,000. Ah. Yeah. And, yep. and people don't realize that. And when you're doing $20 million sales, there's no way for you to kind of manually do this. Even the smaller accounts, it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of nitty gritty details that we kind of crunch together and make sure it's done properly. So I'll tell you we'll, what, we'll, that, that you are the missing link, aren't you, in this whole chain? Yeah. It's, so That's pretty powerful. So we kind of give them the, we kind of help them get a set of books and we kind of give them the set of pictures so they see every month how things are moving. Um, they kind of see something goes wrong. They know where to catch it. They know not not to wait till the end of the year to find out what's wrong. And then we also have on in our website we also have certain type of reports which give you more detailed analysis on on an item level. Like for example, um, I mean if you ever go into Amazon, let's see, type in camera, you'll see it pops up like five hundred thousand results. And then like the yeah. five on the <laughs> top are going to be ads. If you click into that, you're paying per click. So you want to kind of know. Like when you advertise a certain product, like how much money are you making? You know, let's say your sales on a certain product is $10,000, your Amazon fees are like 3000 and then you have ad spend, let's say another 2000 You want to kind of know after all Amazon fees and after ad spend and storage fees and your cost of goods sold. Where are you? <laughs> what where are, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Where exactly, how much money are you making? That's what you kind yeah. of want to figure out. And those detailed reports are a little harder to digest in QuickBooks. So what we yep. do is we have built out all those detailed reports in our website. And yep. so we basically give the client a full picture. They get a general P&L month over month from QuickBooks. If they want to break it down to an item level and understand what's going on, that they can do and when they log into our website, they kind of see their every single product, exactly how much uh, money they're making all the way down. On, to a, on a very granular level too. That's amazing. Now tell me, I know that QuickBooks integrates with a, a number of different suites uh, for Amazon sellers. What sort of integrations do you offer? Do they? Do you um, integrate with all the major players? Yeah, so we, we integrate with Amazon, um, all marketplaces, like mm -hmm. Amazon uh, Canada, Mexico, EU, UK, and all those. Uh, we also integrate with eBay. We integrate yep. with Walmart. Um, and we finally just released our Shopify integration. Um, and Shopify, we also do all gateways, meaning to say, when you have a Shopify website, uh, people can either pay you like with a credit card, but that goes through Shopify's gateway, which is called ShopPay. Uh, yeah, or yeah. people can also pay you through PayPal, Apple Pay, Google Pay. Um, they can do a firm where they get they can like take like a payment plan over time. So that kind of gets very very complicated. You mm. know, I would say Shopify in a certain sense is more complicated than Amazon because. Amazon, the way they work is they take the money and they give it to you once every two weeks. So you kind yeah. of know, okay, I got a half a million dollars in my bank. And then 
we can pull reports what that half a million dollar was. So we at least have a number of what to work with and we know where we need to get to. In Shopify, yep. if the payment comes from Shopify pay, which then it would work similar to Amazon, where you get your money, let's say like once a day instead of every two weeks. But we mm -hmm. can also pull reports like, okay, you got $100,000 in the bank. What are all the sales and transactions and fees associated with that $100,000? However, if you're using, let's say, Google Pay or Apple Pay or like any of those other payment methods. So what happens is, let's say you pay through PayPal, right? Yep. So it's not going through Shopify. So when I place an order on your website, on your Shopify website, all what Shopify does, okay, they send a token to, to, um, to PayPal. PayPal says, okay, the transaction's approved. So Shopify marks it as a as the order's ready to ship because they got payment. Now, in, in terms of that, what happens afterwards is it gets into your PayPal account. And then from there, you transfer to your bank account. So every single day, you can have money coming in from various different sources, which mm. is very hard to link back to a transaction because these third parties involved. And the third yep. party involved don't really have too much owner information. All they have is something called like a checkout ID. And then like, it, it gets very complex. So Tracing we have to figure it, yeah. Yeah, we have figured out a very, very good structure, which is impossible to do, um, to do by hand because it works. We every time we sync an order, we check like which gateway it is and what it is. Meaning, in Shopify, these reports, but they're not gonna, they don't break it down well enough per gateway to pull it back yep, on the order yep, level. So when yep. when we pull that, we kind of see all that information and we allocate it to proper gateways, which. In, in, in our sense, if you really want to track it down to the dollar level, it's it, with our software, it's doable. Wow, this is incredible. I'm pretty sure there's some very excited people and frustrated sellers, I would think you would uh, speak to a lot of, you know, if, uh, if, if you can simplify my existence and, you know, help me make money and help me see where the, I guess, remove the shadows from my business, see where I'm making money, see where I'm losing it, help me with my inventory, all of the things that we've talked about, surely that's got to be a good thing. Now tell me, um, obviously this is a global brand. Um, what does the onboarding looks look like? Is it very difficult to learn the platform? So we actually devote a lot to the onboarding. Yeah. Um, we have way, the way we see success is you know when we onboard a customer. If meaning if the onboarding is done right, um, yeah. if the onboarding is done right, then they'll stay for us for a very long time. Uh, we have a very low churn rate. Yeah. Um, and the way it works is that when somebody would call into the office. Um, if they have a question, you know, if they have any question about, uh, like the product, we'll discuss it with them. We'll tell them all the different pricing and different variations and like what they need to know. And then after that's said and done, like, let's say we'll tell them, okay, are you guys ready to sign up? So they'll sign up, they'll create an account on ConnectBooks. We'll connect to their Amazon account or we'll walk them through the process. And then once it's connected, what we'll do is we'll tell them, okay, give us a day or two to fetch all your data. And then we'll schedule a call with an onboarding specialist. So we have onboarding specialists. Those people have at least 10 years experience in bookkeeping. Um, they are a pro when it comes to connect books. So mm -hmm. they know every, they can answer every, any and every single question when it comes to e-commerce bookkeeping. And what we'll do is on that point, we'll give them like an hour time slot. I will get on the phone with them. We'll do a zoom link, a zoom meeting and walk yep. through the process of how we, you know, set up connect books and how everything works. And we'll make sure they kind of understand what needs to be done. And if we see they don't understand something which we think is very crucial for them, then we'll kind of give them some follow-up work and tell them, okay, watch these couple of tutorials, make sure you understand this. Because if you're not going to do X, Y, and Z, 
then basically what what's going to end up being in a mess. And, yep. what, and if they end up being in a mess, it's a loss for us because it comes at the end of the year, they go to the account and like, hey, these books don't make sense. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just, so just cancel this whole subscription. Let's just forget about it. <laughs> like Look, there's, so, um, there's, there's obviously some power in relationships here. And the fact that um, your clients have a, a relationship with you and they have access to support and they have access to, to people, to true professionals along their way, is, uh, you know, again, a real credit to you because I think, you know, it's one thing to have a great piece of software, but it's another thing to help people succeed. Now, given that we're at the pointy end of the call, Nuckerman, tell me, where are people going to find this wonderful software? Where are they going to uh, go and buy it? Yeah, so if they want to if they want to see more, they should go to our website, connectbooks.com, mm -hmm. and they should go forward slash offer, and that's where they can get in touch and schedule a demo to hear more and see more about information. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you so much, Nuckman. Again, if you're uh, an Amazon seller or you want to um, you know, sell through any of the integrations and links that we spoke about, certainly make your way through to uh, connectbooks.com uh, forward slash offer and you will uh, be surely introduced to Nuckman and his wonderful team. Uh, with that all being said, Nuckman, great call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.